1: Currently, 27 million people worldwide who are human trafficking victims, 1 million of which are sexually exploited children. Human trafficking profits equal about $32 billion a year. Thank you for tuning in to The Sherry Hill Show. And yes, this is typically a show about business. Today, we're twisting it. This is a business that I'm not sure anyone, any one of us thinks that should be in existence today. As much as we would like to think we can simply look away and move on, the truth is that sex trafficking is happening right in front of us. The National Human Trafficking Hotline received 236 calls from Nevada last year. My guest today is Melissa Holland. She serves as the founder and and executive director of Awaken. She holds a master's degree in marriage family therapy from the University of Nevada, Reno, started as a counselor offering pro bono services to women affected by commercial sexual exploitation. In 2011, she and Jen Robinson co-founded Awaken, a nonprofit whose mission is to increase awareness and education surrounding the issue of commercial sexual exploitation and to provide housing and restoration for its victims. So, Melissa, thank you for being here today.
2: It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
1: So I think a lot of people, you know, we've started to hear, you know, sex trafficking. It's going on in Nevada, And, of course, we have, you know, legal prostitution. So people are like, well, what's the big deal? But I want you to tell us right off the
2: top, Mm -hmm. who are the victims? Oh, they're anybody and everybody. I wish there was a formula. It's sort of like the the days of addictions when you said, what's the face of an addict? And then you'd see all the kinds of faces and the diversity of it. I can tell you, I mean, because we're going to get right to it. Uh, Right now, we have 18 minors on our caseload, and we only started working with minors two months ago. And they're in Reno High School, Demonte Ranch High School, Galena, like all of the schools. There's not one certain socioeconomic class that is a victim of this. There's some norms that we do find and some trends of victimization. And so poverty, foster care, history of abuse, that tends to um, create a vulnerability But also being on social media is now a vulnerability. Being a teenager is a vulnerability because we know the average age of entry into prostitution in our own country right now is 14 years old. So the victims, a lot of them are children. Um, And then also you'll find women in the strip clubs, women in the brothels, women on the streets, escorts. There's a wide, wide range of diversity of victimization for this.
1: So I find it interesting because when you think of a, you know, I think back when I was 14 and, you know, nobody had a perfect childhood, Mm -hmm. but I didn't run away or I didn't move into this kind of thing. And so you would think that intentionally these young girls run away. I'm on the street. I have no other choice. Is that what's happening or I know there's a real process because we have this whole other thing called the pimp.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. So we've, we've got these three components. You've got the pimp or the trafficker. You've got the, the victim and you've got the buyer, which is the demand side of this. And then the, the female is the commodity, commodification. And then you've got the owner, essentially. the. And, and some pe- people are calling it modern day slavery. And so we're seeing different ways it shows up. Um, most... Often what we're identifying is how a girl is recruited is through the use of love. Now that's a an emotion that we all, and it's a healthy desire. We all are susceptible to wanting to be loved. So they have found, and there's research that shows, you could actually take a healthy girl from a healthy family with no history of violence, abuse, neglect. And in three months' time, a trafficker can have her fully turned out and serving him for, for profit. And so they know that... Everybody wants to be loved, and they know how to exploit that. And so they get them through romance. They get them through the desire of being a boyfriend. And then systematically, they have, I mean, they have, uh, it's really sad. These pimps actually teach other pimps how to recruit these girls, and they use Maslow's hierarchy of needs as a way to strategically get in there, desensitize them, demoralize them, isolate them, remove them from the the safe people in their lives, and, and start to chip away at those sense of identity. They'll tear down identity and rebuild the new one they want for that girl.
1: Wow, that's amazing. And when you think of, like you said, the psychology around mm-hmm. all of that, so this, you know, stereotype of it is only the young girl that's abused at home that mm-hmm. runs away is not what is going on today. And, of no. course, when we look at it globally, it gets even worse when and yeah. you had experience in Asia and some of these mm-hmm. other places. But
2: – yeah. So human trafficking right now globally, um, there's three major criminal enterprises. There's arms weapons, um, there's drugs, and there's human trafficking. Human trafficking is the fastest growing criminal enterprise in the world today. The reason they're identifying that, there's a couple factors. We've got some law, some good laws on the books for drugs in arms right now. And so that's been around for a while, and, and we're pretty much caught up to speed on how to have a successful prosecution. I catch you with drugs. I catch you with a weapon. That's easy to identify and easy to prosecute. Well, the other thing, so we don't have the, the laws on the book right now for human trafficking, for sex trafficking in particular. But the other thing that's making it grow faster than arms and drugs is the reusability of a human. So the profit margins are actually through the roof on a guy who owns a girl, and, and I'm going to use gender norms for that because of percentages that we know to be true, but it is not all-inclusive. There are definitely both genders on both sides, um, but typically you will find men who own girls, and they can reuse a, a girl over and over and over again, and so they will profit far more off of the, the selling of a human being's body than a drug who you sell it once, and it's done, and a weapon, the same thing. Wow,
1: pretty yeah. enlightening, and mm-hmm. This is Sherry Hill. You're listening to the Sherry Hill show with guest, Melissa Holland, who is the executive director for a local organization here, Awaken. And obviously, let's let's tap into because I mean these are just startling statistics, mm-hmm. right? And and really shocking. Mm-hmm. If for someone who, as we said, we don't see it every day, we don't experience it every day, really this is going on. And Obviously, that's why you're on the show, is the more awareness we can create. So let's let's talk about, very quickly, your organization, Awaken. How did that
2: come about? Yeah, sure. So I was actually in graduate school at UNR when I started to study the issue of trafficking. Um, at the time, purely from a curiosity standpoint, and the more I studied it, the more passionate I became about it. Uh, you had mentioned I had some experience in Asia. I had every intention of going back to Asia after grad school. But as a grad student, I thought, well, now that I've learned about this and now that I think this is the the people group I'm gonna work with, I should get some experience here, which every grad student wants a resume with experience to go get the job that they're looking for, which mine was gonna be overseas. At the time, I thought that's where the real problem was and, and existed primarily in I was looking at Cambodia and India as my options to to move to. So when I studied this, it became obvious to me that this was an issue. And I thought I was late to the game and everybody else had already figured that out. And so my assumption, naively at the time, was there will be lots of local nonprofits working in this to help women out. One of the things I looked at is our average age of entry is 14. Back then they were saying 12 to 13. Um, I looked at women in prostitution and, and also legal prostitution. 89% of them had a history of abuse and neglect, half experienced homelessness, half had traffickers that sent them into the brothels. And so that's Nevada data that I was looking at. So when I saw that stuff, it just was like plain as day. Well, we've helped them to stay in it as adults. I would imagine we have loads of services to help them out as well. Shocked when I went to go look to find ways to get involved and found nothing going on. So that, out of that, the, the passion and the need, kind of cultivated and collided, really, and, and that's when we got started.
1: So when you talk about, you know, legalized prostitution, and of course, I have to be honest. You know, I have been a proponent, let's legalize it, clean it up, make it happen. But now when you understand the funnel coming into the legal brothels, this is where the shock and dismay and sadness uh, we as human beings need to face yeah. up to to go, This little girl didn't wake up today and go, you know what? My big dream is to be a
2: prostitute. No, she didn't. I'll tell you, one of the things that that we have found our niche in, and we are proponents of choice. We think choice is one of the best gifts we've ever been given. So we believe if a woman wants to choose that, and these are equal, choice requires at least two at a minimum, not just the exploitation of lack of choice. So what we want to do is provide choices. And and we do that through services. We do it through counseling, mentorship, job training, all kinds of opportunities. So we look at that from afar and we're thinking, great, so she may choose to go back. So you've given her choice and that's that. Well, that's actually not where the work happens. The the real work is because remember their whole identity has been torn down and rebuilt for somebody else. So the real work is is the choice believable to the individual. As hey, I could really do this. I have the confidence, the self-esteem, the the idea of I could actually make something of myself, the successful, can they believe it's real and not going to be taken away from them, removed, conditional? When I find that they get to that place, they never choose to go back. They never choose to go back into the life. And so that's what we're a proponent of, is give them real believable choice. Not to us as we stand out and say, well, they're choosing that. No, to the individual faced with the options. Then They never go back.
1: Right. And what is your contact information? I'd really want people to go out and look at your
2: website. Yeah. So awakenreno.org is our website Uh, to get general info. You can email us at info at awakenreno.org and you can call 393-9183.
1: Great. Well, we have to go to break. And when we come back, I'm going to pick up with Melissa Holland, who is the founder and executive director of Awaken. And realistically, I mean, this is something that I think every one of us needs to have awareness around. We can't just close it off and go, oh, that's happening out in the counties where prostitution is legal out there. It's really, I'm going backwards to the funnel that gets them to that place to begin with. So we have a choice to educate ourselves or not. And when we come back, we're going
2: to find out more. This is Melissa Holland. You're listening to the Sherry Hill Radio Show.
0: SunTech Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. Three five two nine three nine six. SunTech Solar Screens block up to ninety percent of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening Products. Three five two nine three nine six. SunTech Solar Screening combines expert craftsmanship, attention to detail, and state-of-the-art materials to deliver a precision fit of heat repellent technology. SunTech Solar Screening adds comfort and style to your home all summer long. For a free estimate, and you'll feel the difference immediately just by holding up the Suntech Solar Screen. Don't suffer any longer as temperatures soar into the 90s and 100s. 352 9396. Senior Citizen and Military Discounts. Suntech Solar Screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call Suntech Solar Screening for a free estimate. 352 9396. Suntech Solar Screening.
1: Buying investment real estate is a big decision. Getting the right mortgage is critical. This is Michelle Holbert, NMLS 184194 and MLB 3723 from Caliber Home Loans. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be your best investment purchase of a lifetime. When you find the right property at the right price, you'll need to be pre-approved for your mortgage to lock in your deal
2: with the seller. Caliber Home Loans is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit www.michelleholbert.com
1: or call 775-284-1922. This is Michelle Holbert from Caliber Home Loans.
0: Caliber Home Loans, located at 6530 South McCarran Boulevard, Reno, Nevada, 89509. Equal housing lender.
1: Spring is here, and so is the Nevada Women's Expo. I'm
0: going. I'm going. We're all going to Nevada Nevada Women's Expo. Expo.
1: Nevada Women's Expo is truly a shopping extravaganza for women. Reserve your vendor booth now. Call 775-787-6017 or nevadawomensexpo.com. I'm going. I'm going. April twenty second, twenty third. Reserve your booth today. Seven seven five seven eight seven six zero one seven. 787 dot com.
2: We're all going to Nevada Women's Expo.
1: Welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show, having a quite informative and enlightening conversation with Melissa Holland, who's the executive director and co-founder for Awaken, an organization here in Reno that is really working towards making our state not 17th in the nation for human trafficking, sex trafficking, that is. So a lot of facts about... uh, sex trafficking, certainly we're going to talk more about what we can do as individuals and business owners. But, you know, in looking at the paper, it's starting to get more uh, information out there. And I know locally, I just read in the paper, um, I think it was last week about a bill cracking down on the hotels Mm -hmm. that are allowing illegal prostitution,
2: obviously. So when you read headlines like that, what do you think? So I actually go into action. I actually testified on behalf of that bill. So we've seen uh, if you just do like a a straight Google search um, and you use certain keywords of prostitution, pimp, hotel review, Reno, you will actually be surprised what pops up. So these are things like, hey, the local hotels, when they've had repeat offenses of prostitution, can we have some leverage to stop this? Can we do something to intervene on this cycle? And that's what that bill will do. So That's the stuff that I see as I'm going, this is great, because Awaken has three pillars. Prevention, we'd love to not exist. Restoration, we want to see help for the women affected by it and their family members. City transformation, and that one's really important, and that's what this type of thing, this bill would fall under, is saying, look, we don't just want to have a safe house where you exploit, or not exploit, but you export services. Hey, they'll go get help out there. We actually want a safe city. We want the whole city to be a place where women are safe, they're not, kids are not being exploited and sold and bought, we think that could be Reno. And so this falls right in line with that pillar for us.
1: So what are other ways? I mean, how would you even spot you? Because in our first segment, you talked about girls from every single one of our area high schools that are starting to move into sex trafficking, not necessarily by choice. Mm-hmm. So how is it that I would know this is happening?
2: So there's a couple of different things you might be able to identify is your kid friends with somebody if it's maybe it's not your kid, but maybe they're talking about different changes of behavior or things that their friends are doing. It could be a tattoo that suddenly appears on them because these pimps will brand them. Um, It could be they start to show up with their nails done, uh, electronics that their family can't afford. How did you get that? Or they're starting to take trips to Sacramento or overnight runaways, things like that. So there's sleep deprivation. You'll start to see changes in behavior, changes in material things, and, and their physical actual beauty could shift too. Mm, interesting. So and check their phones and social media. Well, of as course parents. that yes.
1: <laughs> you you talk about the three pillars. So obviously we have the the child or the adult. We have the pimp. So the one that's actually making the money, mm-hmm. uh, in in doing the trafficking. But then we have the demand side, and mm-hmm. I think this is, you know, everyone, every time they show someone, they always white out their face, so we
2: never know who it is. Mm-hmm. How do we deal with the demand side? So that's actually another legislative uh, agenda right now for this session. Jill Tolls is coming forward with a bill on men who are buying sex illegally in our communities. So at the moment, it's, it's really sad as far as what the statute is. It's a misdemeanor. Um, it'd be like a traffic violation. And so there's not much, and there's no incremental penalties. You can reoffend as much as you want. I've been on stings before. They call them reverse stings, where a female cop will go out um, to solicit, and then the men who buy her will be the ones that get cited. And these guys, will they'll find out it's just a, a misdemeanor slap on the hand, and they're like, well, can I give you a 1000 bucks now with anticipation of doing it again and, and again and again? So we've set up no system to decrease the demand. So one of the legislations that's going to come up is to actually have incremental punishment with the opportunity of doing a John school, which is like a DUI school. So they call them Johns, the, the, the buyers. Um, so this would be an opportunity for them to face a survivor and hear the real story behind what they experienced. You could also have the health department involved and talk about the, the sexual STDs, STIs, those kinds of things. You get law enforcement involved. If we have incremental punishment, they'll you know, talk to them about that kind of stuff. We as an organization could be a part of it and talk to them about, hey, here's what's the reality of happening that you're actually contributing to. Other cities do this and it's really effective and and so it keeps men from reoffending and letting them know what they're actually participating in.
1: Yes, this is Sherry Hill. You're listening to the Sherry Hill show with special guest Melissa Holland who is co-founder and executive director for Awaken and this is an organization based in Reno that is committed to raising awareness and preventing commercial sexual exploitation. Yes, it's happening
2: here. Mm. And we need to stop it. Yeah, there is research done just real quick. They just came out with this, this new study. Um, 90% say, yes, this is a problem in, in our world. And it's a big problem. It was like 70% say, yes, it's in our country. 40% say, yes, it's in my state. 20% would agree it's in my community. You see the cognitive dissonance there? Yes. I can say it's a problem out there. But I'm not actually going to look at it in my own community or yeah. believe it's really there.
1: Yeah, and I think that, you know, in the last several years, certainly more awareness, you and your organization out there, it's not the first time I've uh, interacted with your organization, because truly, you know, I have a 22-year-old daughter, and it's one of those where, you know, as a single mom, anything could be happening out there, obviously it didn't, thank goodness, but... You know, that myth that it's only girls who are ne- neglected and abused and who run away, this is the fallacy and a myth that that's not what's happening. And of course, boys
2: too, mm-hmm. you know. Correct. Yeah. There's a lot of boys in our community. Eddie House typically works with them, um, and they're doing survival sex, and they're being abused by other men in the community as well. Yeah,
1: so interesting. And, you know, obviously this show is about business, but if we equate $32 billion of sex trafficking, it is a business. It's oh, big yeah. business. And really, there's very few that are benefiting from the overall profit of this activity. Correct. So, correct. What else do you think that we need to know that we're not aware of? We we talked about legalized prostitution of course and but a lot of these women, you know, never had a way out mm-hmm. and now you are offering them the ability to Get some support mm-hmm. so that they can make a, a choice should mm-hmm. they want to.
2: Yeah. So a couple of things that we're actually doing as initiatives for this year, um, and this being a business show, is a great opportunity because one of the things that I mentioned before that that city transformation pillar. One thing we want to do is have that safe city. So we're actually doing an initiative, and it's going to be called Safe City NV. And we want to partner with local businesses. And really the minimum criteria to be a part of this safe city community is going to be allow us in to train your staff and educate you guys on the local issue. So give us access to your staff. We'll come in at your own staffing meeting, your own discretion. Um, We'll do whatever time frame you want. It could be 15 minutes. It could be an hour. Whatever you think is good for your employees and your staff. And then we'll go from there to figure out what would be a good fit for your place of business if they want to do more. But at a minimum, be educated and be aware to be a part of making this a safe city. So that's one of the initiatives. We're actually going to, we're kind of in the the pre-stages before we launch at the end of this year with hopefully a a, a gamut of businesses saying, yes, I'm in this. Um, And we've already got some great support from local businesses and and other entities that are willing to, to launch with us. So be a part of that. Inquire us about that. And the other piece is actually one of the greatest needs we've always had that we're committed to getting this year is housing. So we wanna get a house. We're looking for a five bedroom that we can offer offer two years of free housing with no live-in authority. Now you can imagine that's a little controversial, but if you think of the authority figures in their life, we wanna remove unnecessary triggers. There's still programmatic requirements for them, um, but we wanna move them out of the house. And the two years is important because a lot of these women you're dealing with the need to hustle and the need to go to fight or flight just to pay their bills. So therapeutically, you can't do any work when they're stuck in survival mode and they're being triggered like that. So we want to remove all of those from them so they could actually do the real therapeutic work and healing work without those being in the home as a, a need to go into crisis. And so that's the model we're going to use. Uh, and that's the goal for this year for us.
1: Awesome. Sounds great. What's your success rate?
2: Oh, it's hard to say. We don't have... Um, we don't have a, a high sense of control to track because we've never had a housing program. We just do drop-in center type stuff. But I can tell you when when they commit to actually being in the mentor program, uh, getting the counseling and getting the work, it, it works. It 100% works. Awesome. So yeah.
1: anyone that wants to learn more about Awaken, please go to their website at awakenreno.org. Certainly, reach out to Melissa. She's happy to communicate and share. And certainly, if there's someone in your life that you know could use this kind of service and support, then you need to send them to Awaken as well. Right?
2: Absolutely. You know, I think the, the greatest thing we've learned in this is how powerful love alone is, how powerful it is just to be kind, just to be compassionate and to stay in that place. And so we know Primarily, if you go down 4th Street, you're going to see it. What I like to see is for us to not be so desensitized to that statement and to be connected to the people down there, to be connected where this is happening and not dehumanize or distance ourselves from it.
1: Great. Excellent. Way to end the show. Thank you, everybody. We'll catch up next week.
0: Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country small business the backbone of america send her a message on facebook.com slash sherry hill show and tune in next week same time same station for the sherry hill show